Cinemagash, welcome to Cinemagash. Cinemagash, welcome to Cinemagash. Ooh, Cinemagash, are we going to film festivals now? Cinemagash? No, it's a special kind of Cinemagash you can get only in the airports with extra calories. Oh my gosh. Why specifically the airport? Cinnabon joke. Deal with it. Oh! Oh! It was a really good one. (laughs) I was about to say, that ties in well because I just saw a movie on an airplane and uh, there were some things in there that I had never seen on an airplane before, including lots of female and male nudity. (laughs) Uncensored. Fascinating you bring this up. Remember two episodes ago I was talking about how they edited the penises out of Northman for airplane viewers. That's right. They totally kept it in for uh, the worst person in the world, which was a, a... yeah. Tell uh, me about it. So, Nick, okay. what are you consuming, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that'll be my tease for the end, is uh, there was this movie that did insanely well at Cannes Film Festival. It's, a, I guess, the third movie in an Oslo trilogy by uh, Joachim Trier. What is that, Nordic? Um, I didn't do my research. It don't matter, but it matters a little. Uh, and I will talk about that uh, in the consumption section. Because right. um, there's a, you know, we want when we gush, we want to be happy. And I got to tell you, man, Downton Abbey is my favorite TV series of all time. And the second movie comes out in three days, and I'm stoked on Good. it. Yeah, you should be. You really should be. <laughs> uh, folks, this is our summer special. We love to do uh, upcoming movies. I know we sometimes avoid trailers. I definitely watched quite a few trailers for this episode. And uh, we like to talk about movies that are coming out. Um, things that maybe you'll want to be excited about too. So that would be the, I mean, that's the first one on my list mostly because it's a couple days away. But when you're hearing this, it comes out today. Uh, the second Downton Abbey movie, A New Age. Yes. Brandon, your thoughts? Uh, I've never seen an entire episode of Downton Abbey, so I have very little of them other than I respect the he- the hell out of the show having my heart. No, none of it. Oh, goodness. I, I think my oh, wife way, and I do have a nice. I do have a nice glass of whiskey poured for this particular episode, oh, so uh, folks, she's kick back, that. sit back, uh, have a little drink, but don't drive. Let's just keep whiskey up here. The Cinema Gush Boys drinking whiskey. Um, so yeah, a week after that, okay, I had, I thought this was stupid, I was not looking forward to it, and then the reviews came out, and I mm. saw a scene from it, and now I am stupid excited for Top Gun Maverick. Mm. I'm really looking oh, forward to Top Gun Maverick. Maverick. And Bob's Burgers. <laughs> and yes. Obi-Wan. I think all the same day. Is, no is way. Is that correct? Maybe, Next Friday? I, I think. Let me double check. But I know those two. Sure. Bob's Burgers and Top Gun is next Friday. And I'm going to just check really quick. I'm pretty sure it's a, either Thursday or, yeah, Friday, next Friday. It'll be one. How about that? Yeah, it's going to be a busy day. Well, all right then. That will be a, gosh, that will be a very busy day. Um, you know, Top Gun wasn't a film that I grew up with. I remember very specifically, no. uh, and this will date me, my parents had a VHS of Top Gun, but it was right next to the Animal House VHS, uh, and neither one were to be consumed as a child. So I didn't see Top Gun until probably junior year of college, summer break. I saw it in high school, and we watched it again for this is the second time I've ever seen it. We watched on uh, Saturday, and mm. um, I don't think it's very good. It's you know, like like all good things. Um, 
Tony Scott, like that kind of really, you know, got his career going. Mm-hmm. Uh, Take My Breath Away is a pretty damn good song, if I do say so myself. Uh, I mean, the theme is great, too. I think it's a lot of fun when they are in airplanes. When they are not in airplanes, it is not that good. Whether they're playing silly volleyball on the beach or fighting at the bar, uh, the thing with Top Gun, and this is like most really fantastic films, I saw the parody first, which is Hot Shots Part 1, starring Charlie Sheen, uh, Lloyd Bridges, uh, a couple other folks, and uh, man, that one was, uh, it's hard to watch the original when you have so much of the parody playing in your head, Um but man, like, dude, you know, Star Fox 64 is a top five game like yeah. of all time for me. That That is my dream project. If I ever got the chance to write an animated series for that, Star Fox is the dream one. Um, so I love the stuff in the Jets, and I want I want to see a lot of that. Well, so and that's, I think... that's why I'm excited about it. So the scenes I watched was a little montage, and man, it mm. looks like fun. It, what it looks like, and I this is a lot of the reviews have said, is that it is what Top Gun should have been and could have been. It, <laughs> Holy crap. It seems like it is upbeat, fun, inspiring, good time at the movie theaters with amazing aerial stunts. And once again, it's dumb, but knowing that Tom Cruise is flying the jets <laughs> makes it more dumb. exciting. It does, man. Um, I just got a copy of the Mission Impossible Fallout script, and I cannot wait to read it. Uh, mostly oh, because man, of the helicopter stuff, you know. You, you might. Have it's the best one that they mind. have. That, that movie oh, is sure. so good. That movie uh, gets Christopher better every time Oh, you've seen it more than once. Ooh, Fallout. Yeah, the sixth We've one. We talked right? about it, man. No, I saw that three times in theaters. That's what it was. Three times in theaters. That was like your a top top three of the year it was like number two for you i thought at the time i made it my it was my number one i think now in okay. respect i'd put into the spider verse above it um but yeah no i so one time i had all right let's uh let's give you a little story about my uh, gi i had a massive diarrhea issue going on and i was i was the only one in the theater at a a conference for work and I forced oh my myself gosh. to make it until the payoff with his ex-wife because I think that's one of the best scenes in an action movie ever when he runs into yes. her at the end. And then I spent the rest of the movie in the bathroom. So, oh, good story. No. Yeah, The IMAX camera helicopter chase. Man. But that was my third viewing. It was okay. Okay, okay, cool. Very good. Um, well, you know, I, I had seen a TikTok movie reviewer, which of which there are many excellent ones. I have come to really? find the more time I spend on that crap app. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, the the guy, one guy I follow was just like, so I saw Maverick, and I have not had a popcorn experience like that in years. And I'm like, that's Ooh. what I've heard. So, and the scene I watched, so I we, we were into a movie last night, and we'll talk about that later. But they had like a three four minute scene, and it was so much fun. Like I was. Is this a YouTube? thing? I don't thing? know if it's on YouTube. It was. It was a. It was it, instead of a trailer, they just had a scene from the movie. It was like a montage scene. Okay, we'll throw it in the show notes if it's, then. Just if so it's folks available, can check it out as well. I don't know. I'll look. If it's available, yes. But I was. I was story wise. I was completely hooked in three minutes, and I didn't want to watch cool. our movie by the like. I would. I would have just sat there happily if they just kept showing me that movie. What was the movie you went to see? Uh. We'll talk about it at the end. It was I enjoyed it quite a bit. We'll oh, talk, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. 
Because I, I don't well, have many things that I've watched since we last talk, so I gotta save something for what I'm consuming. Danger Zone. Well, right on. Uh, speaking of Danger Zone, Bob's Burgers. Um, I've seen probably three seasons of this show. Uh, you know, I'd be I'd be down for a movie. It looks like I got the Simpson movie treatment with making it bigger and all that. I haven't seen a moment of normalcy with Bob in the trailers I've watched for it yet. But I mean, I'm I'm all come there. on. Bob's Burgers is like one of my go-to comfort foods. It's the only thing that's come anywhere close to the Simpsons throne of animated adult comedy. Uh, I would argue. Bob's Burgers never hits the highs of The Simpsons and their golden years, but there are more good mm-hmm. episodes of Bob's Burgers than there are great episodes of Simpsons. That's interesting. I like that mentality. I think, for me, Bob's Burgers is one of those shows where the least interesting person is the main character. Sure. No, he's almost he's almost the normal person, the, the foil they play off of. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the everyday Joe, if you will. Um, but, um... Gosh, the kids are so much fun. Goodness gracious. If you have not seen the daughter trying to just drive the car in the Yes, I was going to say. I hope that was the scene you were mentioning. That was the scene that hooked me. Yep, that was the one that hooked me to give the show a shot. So, I would argue Bob's Burgers is closer to a Napoleon Dynamite TV show than the Napoleon Dynamite TV show. It's got that scene. Oh, that show was so funny. It was entertaining. (laughs) But I think Bob's Burgers does a better job of capturing that kind of awkward middle america even though it's new jersey area humor right on well cool so that's effectively may from what i had did you have anything else for may well, the short my butt has off fever is coming out as well excuse you oh that's what it's listed in the list my butt has a fever has off fever i have no idea it was just you send me a list of movies for the rest of the year it says top gun maverick bob's burgers my butt has off fever short my butt has a fever. It's a Bob's me. Burger three actually. Oh, that's right. It's a Bob's Burger short. I think it's like I'm gonna play before oh, the movie. A, there we go. My butt. Okay, has that a makes fever. sense. Um, for June, I have uh, five really humongous releases, and to be honest, the biggest two I am the least excited for. Um, yeah. Which are Jurassic World Dominion. Uh-huh. And Lightyear, the Buzz Lightyear story. I am very much looking forward to Lightyear. Jurassic World Dominion, every time that trailer plays, my thought process goes, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum show up. Damn it, you gotta take my nine bucks now. Mm -hmm. The thing is, they had that short film that came out in between these two Uh movies, and that energy and that story, I was like, where was this during the the movies, mm-hmm. for goodness sake? It's like they took more care in the short. I agree. We don't, we don't trash too hard. but <laughs> It's going to be a mess um, in the movie. The amount of locations in the trailer alone, there's no way it's not going to be a mess. But... I think, yeah, the thing is, I think Fallen Kingdom was my least favorite film of that year, so this one... movie. I got to get dragged to this one, if I'm being honest. It's just, I just thing is is ian malcolm is probably my favorite character from all literature because whoa i I love that if you want to know the closest to my personal views on just about everything it's probably ian malcolm like there's (laughs) i i love the man uh and i grant that's basically michael Crichton basically has a character in every one of his novels that is just nakedly his perspective on things. Yes. Yes, he does. Awesome. Um, Lightyear. 
I, I, you know, remind me after the show, I heard a very funny slash very terrible joke about Buzz Lightyear's design that I'll share with you. Um, Interesting. It looks like it could be very good. I did enjoy the Buzz Lightyear cartoon on UPN, so I think I could really enjoy it. I, I too love space stuff. Who am I kidding? Who am I kidding? NASA stuff, yeah. I, I heard one of the creators, and I couldn't tell you where I saw it, but basically say that the idea they went in with this is this is the 1980s adult action movie that then got dumbed down into a kid's show that had toys made out of it that the kids in Toy Story got. And I thought that's a great idea. That's really clever. Yeah. All right, maybe I'm a little excited, excited for this one. All right. <laughs> Sounds like fun. I think what's, what'll be interesting is that PG-13 rating. I don't think Disney has a cartoon yet. Oh, is it PG-13? The last time I looked, it's listed as PG-13, yes. Interesting. I'm going to IMDb. It's because at some point he's nude and you see his <laughs> Sorry, I can't even well. say it. <laughs> well, I, you know, not to go too off topic, but I just saw the trailer for She-Hulk. Attorney at law. Yeah, I watched and that And I was like, oh, they're going to go this direction with it? Okay. That's something different. It didn't look bad. But... Yeah. Uh, thirsty. I'm I, thirsty. I have had two months of Paramount Plus for free. Hey. Uh, they, gave me, they gave me an extra month when I tried to quit. Um, and it's purely to watch Halo. And I've had it for two months. And I can't bring myself to watch episode two. Somebody, Huge uh, ass Halo fan. Cannot bring myself to watch episode two. I talked to another, uh, one of my wife's cousins said, hey, do you love Halo and Halo 2? I said, yeah, dude. Like, I played Halo on the Mac, man. Like, and Halo 2 <laughs> was just going like crazy in the dorm. He goes, okay, if you love those games, you will hate the series. I was like, okay. <laughs> but, um... It, <sighs> Microsoft like, seems to be trying to hide the thing. I mean... Yeah, the thing is, is I saw, so I guess I'll, this will be a bit into what I've been consuming, but I keep Paramount Plus for two reasons. One, so my brother can watch uh, the European soccer stuff, and two, so I can watch Picard. Because Next Generation mm -hmm. was extremely formative to me uh, growing up. I, the writing, the very first thing I ever wrote was a fan fiction uh, little book with, chap well, like, with like a small chapters about a Star Trek episode of Next Generation. So I love Next Generation. And no matter how bad it gets, I will absolutely watch Picard. And mm -hmm. uh, this one seemed like it, it was it was mostly okay. Aggressively fine is fair to Picard say. Picard was yes. And the th but the yeah. thing is too is more so than season one. Season two of Picard had two storylines that could have been their own Alex Garland science fiction movies. Um, they hmm. bring back Brent Spiner, who is Data in the original series, but. Because they go into the past, he's Dr. Soong, who is like the human creator who I believe made Data Later. I, I'm forgetting all that stuff. But the stuff with him and his daughter is so good. It's like, um, what was that movie with Poe Damaro and the AI girl? Um, Ex Machina. Ex Ma it was like Ex Machina good. Just so that story. Alex Garland. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You should send me which episode it is. Maybe I'll just watch that one. Well, that's the thing is it's dispersed out throughout the episodes. Oh, gotcha. Um, so gotcha. that stuff was like to me that stuff was like insanely compelling, and so I kept coming back to like that storyline. Um, and there was one other storyline which I won't give away, which is also like top tier Star Trek. Everything else was like it was mediocre. Was mediocre to bad. Like the thing is, they treat Picard so poorly. Because he's, you know, Jean, you know, Patrick Stewart's a bit up there in age. Like, you can tell when they cut away to his legs for a running scene because he has a stunt double running for him. Mm -hmm. And his scenes are, like, in chairs and they're conversations and they're somewhat philosophical but not so much. So, 
it's almost like he's a caveat. Like they have the IP, so they might as well use it, kind of a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, him and the uh, let's just say the alien race that is a part of this season are like the two best things: the Doctor Zoom well, stuff and him. You Not bring up either, Alex Garland. Uh, we're getting Min next week, and I've heard it has it is one of the most grotesque endings of any film many people have ever seen, and I'm quite excited to see it. You know, I saw Bone Tomahawk, which will always be my greatest regret for a movie feature, because the, uh. the murder scene of Jack from Lost in that movie will will never leave, mm. it won't leave my head. So, I'll let you the thing, tell me. The thing with Alex Garland is, when I see, when I hear that coming from like a Splatterhouse person, it's probably not for me, but I know the filmmaking style of Garland that makes me think that it'll be worth the trip. Hmm. Uh, the ending of Annihilation was disturbing in all the ways that I adore. Did you ever see Annihilation? I read it, but I didn't you, see Oh, it. you read it. It's mm-hmm. a great read, isn't it? It is, yes. Um, did you read any of the sequels? Not yet, no. Uh, the second one's my favorite of that trilogy. Okay, uh, they're, right they're all great. Um, but yeah, so um, I am looking forward to men. Men, men, menly, menly, men, 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 men. Did you really watch haven't... Two and a Half Men? No? No. I knew what you were referencing. Good on you, though. Good on you for not watching that. So so those two I'm the least excited about, but I gotta tell you, man, I saw the trailer for Elvis, and I'm, like, excited as hell for that. I don't know if I've seen a... Uh... A Boz Lerman film? A Boz Lerman movie since Romeo plus Juliet. <laughs> Equals. Equals. Uh, solve for X, yeah. Um, uh, I will wait for reviews. I love Tom Hanks and most everything he does. I can't wait to see Austin Butler play Fade Rautha in Doom Part 2, but I, I don't know if this one's for me. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is like, I feel like Hanks is very tacked on for this one. I don't quite know what he represents other than, like, let's get Tom Hanks in this movie. Right. But, um... It's... His movies feel so huge. Um, Baz Luhrmann's? It's hard to explain, because we saw The Great Gatsby in theaters, and I was absolutely taken. Um, the cinematography, the performances, the music, like, it's, it's, it is, it is a, it is a whole package. My goodness. It is a whole I, I wanted to see movie. it. I never got around to it. Um, I do recommend it. I think The Great Gatsby is totally great. I think your wife might feel differently if she's a literature nut, but I really well, thought I, it was great. I, I don't think she'd mind. I, the thing is, is there were so many movies that, at, right at the same time, and it got some mediocre reviews, so I just, hmm. it fell off my list. Um... um I mean, gosh, the visualizations, the use of color. Uh, I really, he, really enjoyed that one. The soundtrack is just solid as hell. <laughs> he's definitely got the auteur thing going for him, and I actually think I would enjoy some of his stuff. It's, I just, I don't know. I don't know why this one didn't grab me. The trailer. It doesn't look bad. I just don't know if it's for me. I gotcha. Um, I had not seen Australia either, which I've heard. No, wait, I did see that, but that was it. Was the same situation as Goodfellas, where it was like passive watching. So I took nothing sure. home. I have never seen Moulin Rouge, so I can't comment on that mm. one. Um, I did see Romeo X Juliet, which was fine. Never saw Strictly Ballroom. I saw it in high school and I liked it, but that's a but. What was but high school movie was an idiot. <laughs> yeah, well said. That's um, not a commentary on Romeo plus Juliet. It could be a fine movie, but my opinion of it in high school should not not sway anybody on anything. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat interested in that. The trailer did grip me. Uh, Brian and Charles just looks like insane fun. I haven't seen the short yet, but man, that looked like that just looked I saw like that, fun. I saw that short years ago, and I can't remember if it was at a f- little film festival we had here, if I saw it online. But okay, so Brian and Charles is a movie where a guy somewhere in was it Scotland, Ireland? I I'm not good with accents. Wales. Wales. Okay. Middle of nowhere is lonely and he makes stuff and he decides to make himself a robot man who is very odd looking he's an iffy inventor it, yeah it it's the kind of british humor that i find uh, a, a strong pull towards yes i like the kind of thing it almost feels like the taika of a different island you know yeah Yes, it does. Or, and I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago, Norsemen, the the comedy from mm-hmm. Norway, but it has that same feel. The very, it's not, there's British humor that's over the top and slapstick, and there's British humor that's very dry and, so, and lets, lets things sit on you for, sit with you for a while before, yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, things like IT Crowd, Monty Python, Peep Show, those are all like one area, and then you have something like all great yeah uh, I don't know is what we were what we do in the shadows is that fair for what you're talking about kind of the dr- well, yeah, yeah the no, office, uh, I suppose is fair I, th- I almost feel like what we do in the shadows kind of straddles the line between the two maybe the office then is more, is more fair for sure, like that yeah, dry sure yeah so, absolutely but if, I'll, I'll post the trailer for all these movies we're talking about in the show notes folks so you can uh, check out how to make the decision for yourself because the next one is one that I wouldn't lean towards normally but because I love Scott Derrickson and I know several people who have worked with him and say nothing but amazing things about him and Ethan Hawke I just love a lot so entertaining. Um, and Joe Hill if you have not read his full throttle book full of shorts that he's written he's also Stephen King's son for those who don't know um has me all sorts of pumped for Black Phone. I mean, yeah. like I said, Sinister was really Looks my like gateway for horror. I, I really liked Exorcism of Emily Rose, so uh, Black Phone is absolutely on my list of things to see this summer. Yeah, I hope it's good. I hope it's good. Same. But that's what I had for June. Did you catch anything I might have missed? No, I think, I think that's a good list for June. July has a lot of stuff. July has a lot of stuff. Some of which I'm looking forward to, most of which I am not. Uh, so what are you looking forward to most in July? Definitely Thor. Okay, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well said. Taika Waititi can do no wrong in my book. I will follow him to hell and back I will. I will follow you into the dark. That'll be good. That I, you know, I was actually quoting Zoidberg, but I like the way you think too. <laughs> what, what did Murph say the other night, board gaming? Uh, you still have Zoidberg. You all still have You all Zoidberg. still have Zoidberg. <laughs> It's not, you know maybe Futurama, Futurama will be my summer rewatch. I just oh my gosh, it's so good. It's great. You know, it's great. Um, I did I you know I do tend to avoid trailers, but I did watch the Thor one. Um, is that supposed to be Natalie Portman at the end or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they, okay, cool. He lured her back. I actually have to change it. Thor is the movie I'm second most excited about in July. Oh, then what is your most excited? Nope. Man. I am uh, curious. I am so excited for this movie. Jordan Peele have been two of my favorite movies in each year they came out. And mm. I have a huge, deep-seated phobia of extraterrestrial UFO stories. I think they are the most terrifying concept ever. I don't believe in any of it, but as an idea of abductions, <laughs> I find the idea just 
yeah. fascinatingly terrifying. And I am, and I, it, it's been so long since somebody's done a, a really good UFO horror movie, and I'm there for it. I'm all there for it. I feel like the last good UFO movie was the fourth kind. And I never saw it. Um. And I never saw it either, but the reviews were I, I, wicked I'm good I'm thinking the next one. week or two, I'm going to finally sit down, because it's been on my list for years to watch, and, but finally sit down and watch Fire in the Sky, because I've never gotten around to it. There you go. Yeah. Are you a, Well, you probably aren't a fan of Blink-182 or Angels and Airwaves, but Tom DeLong, the guitarist in both of those bands, is a huge UFO conspiracy theory guy, so much to the point that when the email leaks happened, he had emailed Hillary Clinton asking for help with the UFO studies. <laughs> Uh, Although I suppose that's timely as well, because this is the UFO uh, stuff in Congress started today. Right, I forgot so about that. Be... And apparently it was boring and nothing came of it. Yes. Well, I mean... So me and Murph, bringing up Murph, who did mm -hmm. uh, UHS with us in our And we'll soon ranking. be on for the Weird Al movie, yep. Exactly. Uh, me and him, after I graduated from college, did a road trip across the country. And I had always thought it'd be fun to visit Roswell, so we kind of picked that as the pin to get to and then head to my where I was living. Uh, have I ever told you I haven't told the audience so I'm going to tell you but about the familiar. UFO museum in go Roswell ahead, go ahead go ahead so Roswell everything's plastered with gray alien heads it's kind of hilarious the McDonald's is shaped like a UFO uh, <laughs> oh shoot but they have the premier UFO museum in the entire world is in Roswell New Mexico Do it's like really? it's the best UFO museum it's what everybody references and so we went to this museum and I committed to suspending my disbelief. I wanted to be convinced that aliens are visiting Earth, give me the best argument, scare the shit out of me. Excuse my language. Um, and two hours later, I walked out of this museum utterly convinced that an extraterrestrial has never come to Earth. <laughs> That's just what they want you to think, baby. Dude. Dude. <laughs> Dude, if that's the best arguments they have... That's the best the world has to offer me. I am staunchly, staunchly committed to my skepticism on this issue. Oh my gosh. Nick, uh, go ahead and add the X-Files theme in here. Um... Yeah, that, maybe that's just what they want you to think, Jeffrey. Did you think about that? They want the argument to be so bad. Like, that's what they want you to think, man. Okay, no, no. Go to that, go to that museum. And and read it. I you'll be convinced that that uh, the U.S. government realized that something important crashed outside of Roswell, and they decided to cover it up by pretending it was aliens, and then cover that up so that nobody would think to look back twice. Aliens. I I think there's a very good chance the U.S. government brought a fake alien body and just accidentally showed it all over the city of Roswell in the in the forties. I think that's entirely plausible. And I'm convinced of that because of the museum I went to. Yeah, it was a dumb museum. And then I got scared about it. Uh, I thought we were going to die of alien abductions that evening um, because a fox kept trying to eat our eggs out of a trash can where we were camping. That took a turn. Yeah. Uh, nope is the third one I'm most excited about. Um, Thor is my first. But I saw the trailer for Bullet Train with Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. Good lord, my friend. That looks, looks like insane. so much fun. Yeah, it looks like a it looks like a manga gone crazy, and I'm I'm really excited for it. Um, I'm all there for it. Yeah. Yeah. So that one's gonna be a blast and a half. Um, 
there's something about I don't know I feel like there have been several spec scripts and several films that are like put a whole bunch of assassins in one location let's just see what the hell happens and that's exactly what this looks like I love older Brad Pitt embracing his silly side it's really entertaining you're talking about Deadpool too aren't you talking about a lot of things <laughs> yeah. I, it's I feel I feel like as Brad Pitt has gotten older he's uh, maybe gotten a little less pretentious and as a result become a much better actor a little less pretentious well you you love Ad Astra don't you I do love Ad Astra faults and all it has it, it Ad Astra is an amazing 40 minute film as a two hour film it has some issues but yes I love Ad Astra I, 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 I will see that I promise I, I, I love conversational movies like that that are just huge huge set pieces um the thesis wild. of Ad Astra to me is one of the best uses of science fiction. It is a it is what I personally believe to my core. Uh, the, basically, the message of Ad Astra resonates with me very very deeply. I wish that we lived in a world that could support a big blockbuster forty minute film because there's another forty minutes of that movie that stretches out a little too long. Okay, all right. Um... Brad Pitt has two Oscars. What the heck are they for? One's got to be for... Oh, he won Best Supporting Actor for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I believe. Excellent in that movie. I believe... Gosh, I have to check this out. I believe he won for 12 Years a Slave for producing it. I will <sighs> check into this later. <laughs> I barely remember his role in 12 Years a Slave. A producer. Which... It was his company. It was his company that made the But he was in it, too. Wasn't he? Maybe for a hot second. I think he was that was yeah what it was hmm. he was not a main character I think he's in it for like five ten minutes maybe oh okay I think I know yeah I'm finding out <laughs> apologies for the this is actually <laughs> this is actually another example of me thinking he's a better actor because he takes small roles and just does a great job with them and gets out of the way um. Yeah, yeah. He was Samuel Bass. That's right. That was he was one of the ones trying to help him escape. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Man, killing them softly was he was great in Moneyball. Moneyball. Oh, but, Moneyball. That's what a, a great perfect film. role for him. What a great film. What what a great film. I will always be grateful to Moneyball for introducing the world to. Uh, this will destroy you, which I believe is the greatest instrumental rock rock band ever to exist. Interesting. Um, they did the main theme for that movie, and I will also post that song in the show notes. I know I've done it before, but I'm going to do it again. Um, I like it. Yeah. So the other ones for July, at least the big ones, Minions, I could give a crap about. And then mm -hmm. Where the Crawdads Sing, which was a book that came really highly recommended to me, which does the whole last page crap out kind of thing, in my opinion. Um, I know nothing about this. That's I know okay. I bought it on an audiobook and never listened to it. Um it was one of those that, like, it was in the Oprah book club, like, Reese Witherspoon sure. option. To I'm aware of it. I just, yeah. Um, a girl effectively lives on, like, the South Carolina swamp area all by herself and just is, swamp. you know, kind of falls in love and there's a little bit of murder in there. The, mm. the, the tone Tasty. of the trailer was nothing like what I thought the book was. So I was a bit thrown, but I'm also not that great at reading books. So who knows? We'll see. Um, I don't know. 
Not not a big one for me. Not super interested, but noteworthy nonetheless because it was a humongous best-selling book. Right, right. Um, by the way, I'm seeing that Bullet Train comes out in August, so maybe I have the month wrong, but for August... Well, it's listed... It's listed July 29th on our list, so it's right on the turn. Gotcha. Uh, was there anything else for... That was pretty much it for July? And then August, I really didn't... Not was any there... of these are terribly on my radar. Yeah, nothing really pulled me in for August yet. Luck might be good, but that's an Apple TV thing. In September, there's Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. You know, and also in August is uh, Easter Sunday, which looked like a, a mildly entertaining uh, family comedy. Yeah, so I... we'll see. Um, but October should be Spider-Verse Part 1. I know, man. I know. I know. Oh, we'll do a live reaction for that one. Yeah, we'll watch that one talk at. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Uh, but either way, folks, those are your summer flicks that at least we would highly recommend, um, or at least that we're interested in seeing. Heck, we'll, we'll do our best to see what we can, and we'll talk about them on this uh, little podcast right this here. This little, little here podcast. This little here podcast. Wow. Um, oh, wow. So I will just get my what I've been consuming lately out of the way. I was on a, a flight from uh, Detroit to Denver. It was insanely late at night, and I was like, I'm just going to put on a movie. And there's this movie called The Worst Person in the World. Which Lay did, it on me, man. which was a, a one of those. If you and I'll put the trailer in the show notes. There's nothing really objectionable in the trailer. Um, it's kind. It's not a romantic comedy. It's like a black comedy, I believe, is the genre. Specifically, where this girl is just terrible. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was. I, I just. <sighs> you liked I, it. You lo- You really, really liked it. I should have known by the trailer and by the Cannes film recommendation that I was not going to enjoy it. It's, uh, you know, it's a 30-something wandering, no hope, goal in life, sleep around, occasional dream sequence, let's do drugs together kind of a thing. Kind of like in the early 2000s, how like every indie movie had to have the pot scene. And then this one sure. had like a mushroom trippy psychedelic scene where she was like this naked 80 year old woman and a whole bunch of stuff I don't want to say cause she, that she does that is terrible and you can read the parental guide if you're that interested because I was like I couldn't believe I was seeing this on a freaking airplane <laughs> IMDB yeah. parental guide uh, there are things I liked about the movie but overall it was a humongo pass for me um, not so that, for you not for me not for me at all uh, we did our severance gush, as everyone's aware. I yeah. am still thinking about severance. And again, we'll do our spoiler episode before season two starts. Uh, the other thing I checked out was. I don't remember. Damn it. <laughs> um, Something amazing! Well, I'm still watching Arcane on Netflix. I, You know, I started The Witcher. Yeah, I gotta finish it myself. I, I've never had a show that I've loved as much as Arcane that has taken me so long to finish. Right. Uh, really enjoying Arcane, really enjoying The Witcher, really enjoying uh, Ranking of Kings, really enjoying... Um, there's another anime I'm watching that I'm really liking. That's the slime one again. I mentioned that one already. Um, oh, Joe Parra talks to you. We talked about that a little bit. That was, that's was that been very enjoyable. Uh, the mm-hmm. whole first season mm-hmm. was great. The bit about the jack-o'-lantern still cracks me up. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe that show works as well as it does. I'll play that Really, it, it shouldn't work as well as it does, but yeah. Yeah. Well, what about you? What are you consuming these days? Uh, so Saturday, we like I said, we watched um, Top Gun, 
And immediately we turned on the documentary Val, which was delightful. Oh, God. Have you seen it? No, I've I've been talking about it for at least a year now, and I still haven't seen it. It's a wonderful exploration of acting in Hollywood and all the crazy and all the things. And, I mean, he comes across as a very likable human being, but also it's just cool seeing... Because the premise is basically that Val Kilmer has legitimately been carrying around a camcorder since he was a teenager. And Mm -hmm. so there's all this behind-the-scenes footage that is not made for a DVD. It's just some guy who's holding a camcorder all the time. So, I mean, there's a moment on The Island of Dr. Moreau where the the filmmaking, filming is just falling completely apart. And he goes and he tries to engage Marlon Brando, who just wants him to push him on his hammock. And it's a great moment. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the movies just filled with stuff like that. Well, that's it's really terrific. Aw, yeah. I love that. Uh, the other, th- I remember now. The other thing I considered yeah, was, sorry, was Peacemaker episode one. That's what it was. Peacemaker, yes. As uh, as the behind the scenes of the making of the intro brings up that the, the intro, the best intro of any TV show, maybe ever. But he asks a simple question. Do you really want to taste it? And then proceeds to not answer that question. Uh, anyways. Um, last night I took the wife to go see Doctor Strange. Multiverse of Madness. Oh, very good. Uh, was this the one where you saw the trailer and you were more excited yes. for that? Okay. okay. But that's no slight to Multiverse of Madness. I just really enjoyed the trailer. Um, oh, very good. I really enjoyed it, man. After yes. the last couple Marvel films have uh, felt a little flat for me. Eternals. Um, Except for No Way Home. Yeah, but even No Way Home was... No Way Home works so well because of the nostalgia, right? It... uh, Mm. I I don't know that No Way Home works as well if you... If we had never seen the two other Spider-Men and they just cast two people to be those Spider-Men, it's a... (laughs) That's not a movie. That's just that's just stuff happening. This this felt this felt like a like a phase two Marvel movie, and I had a lot of fun with it. Cool. Um, I I even enjoyed Shang Chi, but Shang Chi still felt kind of flat to me. Felt like a another it's another origin story. And this one this one surprised me uh, multiple times. I did have a major thing spoiled about it, and I was mad about that, but it was still great to see. And then um, it. If you have any uh, affection towards Sam Raimi horror, much, you'll enjoy it. Sam Raimi's uh, Sam Raimi's tearing up the 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 celluloid on this one. It's a lot of fun. Is it cool to say who the cameo was? Because that was spoiled for me. No, it's not because that's what was spoiled for me, and I want and I and I don't want to do that for anybody else. Well, I was just say my, my I won't say who it is, but my director at work. Um, this one's for you, Todd told me that this person who makes a cameo should be the new Stanley cameo for every Marvel movie moving forward. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not the one I was talking about. Oh, Go, that's yes. not. Okay, yeah. So, no, uh, you, I think you're talking about that. Okay, yeah. I think Bru- that's fine. Uh, every, I think everybody knows this from Sam Raimi stuff. Anyway, Bruce Campbell often makes appearances from, you know, Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2, Evil Dead 3. Um, he's He was in all three Spider-Man movies, but he even talked about it on the Spider-Man gush. Uh, From what I understand, because I haven't seen this yet, he makes an appearance, and uh, Todd suggested he needs to be the Stanley cameo moving forward in every Marvel movie. I agree. That would be amazing. 
That would be awesome. amazing. His his role is about the same size as his role cameoing in each of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. It's two minutes, and he uses every moment of those two minutes. <laughs> awesome, man. Sweet. No, I really enjoyed it. Very cool. I'm looking forward to checking it out. And, and you know, that and everything everywhere all at once. I'm, I'm very busy for the next mm. couple of weeks. Well, we might take a week off. We might not. You will If there's an episode next Friday. Uh, lucky you, will, you. Yeah, lucky. You'll know that we took a week off. And if not, then uh, you know that uh, we didn't take a week off, I suppose. But we're excited yeah. for the next guest yeah. that we have very close to the show. Very close to the show. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, and I'm excited I think, about the movie this person is going to do. I'm, you know, I know it's a, a bit of a ways away, but I'm just excited for our season finale that we've got coming up. <laughs> Me too. Me yeah, too. That, that's oh, a, I'm going to make yeah. so many people angry. We will see. I'm looking forward to rewatching all eleven, and we shall see. I am not rewatching all eleven. You're a braver I man than I am. Might. We'll see what this vacation holds and exactly how much I need to drink. These but. films I've watched more than any other film out there, so I think I'm pretty good, well versed in all of them. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Brilliant. Well, well that's that. Yeah. For another episode summer movies, man. Summer movies, people. Go out to the freaking movie theater, okay? Don't stay popcorn. at home. Don't watch it on demand. Go out to the theaters. Let's go yeah. out. Tell yeah. all the nations. Tell all the and, nations. And movies. Start with the biggest screen you can. Go see Top Gun Maverick. The the camera work, the plane stuff looks amazing on a giant screen. Enjoy it. Yeah, I I mean. I'm trying to think of other movies where the giant screen has been necessary. I mean, Fallout, obviously, Mission Impossible, Fallout. Yeah. Uh, the Batman, I really enjoyed on the biggest screen in Colorado. I agree. Much like I enjoyed The Last Jedi on the one of the biggest screens in Michigan. Mm-hmm. I mean, how could you not enjoy that? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... Do you know if Maverick was shot with IMAX cameras, out of curiosity? I don't. I saw it on an IMAX equivalent screen with that scene, was out, and, uh, and it looked gorgeous, and... Gave you those little spikes of vertigo and all that. It was great. Sweet. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh man, I'm about to see this now. And if you can't, if you can't go see Top Gun, at least go see Hot Shots. Do yourself a favor and watch Hot Shots. We're gonna say. Well, shoot, everybody. Thank you for coming on this episode of Seven Mike Dash. Um, go see some summer movies, and we will catch you in the next one. Later. Later.